Welcome to Elevated Consciousness. My name is Alessandro. I am the founder of Guided Light Healing, and I will be your host for today. Today's topic is going to be on probably one of the most important topics that we can get into, the topic of money. Now, why I love this topic is because being in the spiritual world for the majority of my life, it was so hard to form a good relationship with money, a relationship in a way that did not negatively program my creator field and essentially keep money from being something that I could acquire in my pursuits. Today, we are going to get into a lot of the ins and outs of this. I want to break a lot of the beliefs. I want to break a lot of the bad programs today so that we can start to build on this in future episodes. I promise you, once your relationship starts to change with money, once your understanding of how it works, what it needs, what it's essentially pulled in by, it is going to be an absolute game changer for you and your life. So let's jump in. The first thing that I want to start talking about with money is this idea that it is not a spiritual thing, that it is, it doesn't have a place in the spiritual world. I find that most dialed in most high conscious beings have been essentially brainwashed that money is this terrible thing that if you are spiritual you shouldn't want it you shouldn't desire the physical things like that and it is just this huge damaging process that happens to enlightened beings now one of the first things i want to get into is essentially what money represents to us as spiritual beings. So let's look at it this way. Say you have a lot of past lives, okay? You have gone way beyond the 900 threshold past life that younger souls will go up to. And you've achieved an unlocking of expanded knowledge, of a way of doing things. And you really have stepped into a place of maybe being an incredible teacher, maybe being an incredible leader. These are the things that tend to happen. Just like in the human form, when we have more experience at things, we tend to step up and teach and help others that are are coming after us. Well, it's sort of the same thing, the idea with an older soul. Older souls, they will tend to step up into these roles and they will tend to help the younger souls to literally walk in their footsteps and to achieve these amazing lives. Now, money has always been positioned as a non-spiritual entity that It is evil that it will change you. I'm sure we could go on and on and on about this. But I want to point out a fact. I want to point out something that most conscious beings are unaware of. And that is money is an essential component to changing lives, to changing the world. Now, If you're some of the higher conscious beings who are listening right now, you might be thinking, how is that possible? It it really has put the world in a really bad place. We have this greed and corporate and all these other things that are going on that are polluting the earth and all of that. So how how could money be a good thing when it essentially ruins everything it touches? Well, the first thing I want to start out with is like we had covered in earlier episodes, that is a perception. That isn't the loving view of money. That is a perception. It's a perception that in your world, in your life, what you have seen is that money is a bad thing. What I will say is there are 
a huge number of people on the planet who have a completely different perception of money. They understand it to be completely different. Now, what that all boils down to is beliefs and essentially how your creator field is programmed is the view of money that you are going to pull into your life. Now, the first thing I want to start out with is I want to explain the nature of money. What is it exactly? You got a pen and paper? (laughs) I'm going to make it really simple, actually. Money is a expander. It basically will amplify whatever it is in contact with. All right, Alessandro, what do you mean by this? What I mean by this is if you are a good person, money is just going to amplify that. A good person, a high conscious being is going to have money and they're going to do incredible things with it. They are going to build things that are going to change people's lives. They are going to give it away. They're going to do all the things that they can at these greater levels of touch, of impact. Now, if you are a person who's operating under the fear-based place of there is this huge competition in the world, there are limited resources, that essentially there isn't enough of it to go around. That type of person who is in competition, who is in this fear-based place, they are going to amplify that fear-based thing and they're going to hurt opportunities for other people. They're going to try and monopolize things so that people cannot compete with them. But the fact of this whole thing is, is money is only, only an amplifier. And it is a very, very high frequency thing. And as we've talked about in past episodes, high frequency things are very good things. Now, can, can good things be used wrong in, in the wrong hands? Absolutely. This happens with everything. I can even tell you in the spiritual world, a lot of people in a fear-based place who are in the lower conscious places, what they will do is they will take very positive healing practices, energy work, and things like that, and they will use them in negative ways right? Go figure. That is insane. Even something like prayer gets misused all the time. People will pray that people fall into hardship, that somebody is essentially corrected for the mistake that they made towards them. So everything can be used as positive or negative. And that's something really, really important to understand at this level of where we are in awakening our conscious, awakening these inner shifts that are going to help us access our power, our abilities in a way that we've never done before. So essentially the first belief that I wanna start to undo is that money does not have a lean of positive or negative. Money is always going to be a high frequency amplifier. Now, take that in and whatever you see money do, it's always going to trace back to the person who is essentially using it, wielding it. And if the it is causing problems out there in the world, then that can be traced back to a person who's in a scarcity place, a fear-based place. Now, there's this huge misconception in the spiritual world. And I've, I've been talking about this in past episodes. It's this idea that the more spiritual you get, the more tapped in you get, the further you should get away from the physical world. Now, hopefully, if you have caught our earlier episodes, the one big, big thing supporting this that I did talk about was we are energetic beings in semi-physical bodies. And those of you who've heard the science of this know what I'm talking about. Now, what that means is everything is an equal proportion for us to accomplish things. It is an equal proportion of energetic and equal proportion of physical. So what that means is you dial in the energetic frequency and you follow it up with the right physical work. 
Okay. Now, this idea that we should forego all of that stuff, it's actually, that was created by those who have, who are in the fear-based place and knew that beings who were higher conscious, who had more power to tap into, could far supersede the level of work and the ideas that they were doing. So this idea was implanted in the spiritual world that the more conscious you are, you should just focus on that. You shouldn't at all use your knowing, your expanded abilities, and apply that to the physical world. And that's what's stuck in the conscious spiritual world for many, many years. That's That was the idea that I was under for a while until I started asking questions about this and literally asking source, what's the deal with this? Are we really here to just shun this and pretend it doesn't exist and and it, it is just a human temptation? <laughs> the response from source was, that is absolutely wrong. <laughs> and What I actually got from source was the understanding of one, money being an amplifier, but number two, and this is really, really important to understand, no person, no group, no civilization, no country, no one in the history of the planet has ever been able to change lives, to have an impact and influence on the greater numbers of humanity without having financial backing. It's true. Not a single person on the planet has ever accomplished this in the history of humanity. So if you did not have money and did not have money behind you, your message never got out into the world. And that is just a fact. You guys can look this up. Now, some of you out there are probably thinking, oh, wait, well, what about Mother Teresa? Or how about... Buddha. And that the answer is, is they all had wealth. They, they had massive amounts of wealth behind them, which helped to create a platform. It gave them a place of power to speak from. Mother Teresa, she lived a very, very simple life, but she could literally snap her fingers and have millions of dollars at her disposal to build something, to go to a cause, all of that. So it's this thing that if you start to go through history, you'll find out there has there, been nobody who has ever been effective at impacting and changing the world without wealth. So if that is the fact of things, you can start to see why that with the threat of higher consciousness and power and abilities that this lie was slipped into the spiritual world that, oh, yeah, you you don't want money. It's going to hurt your consciousness and you shouldn't it all, play with it, work with it, utilize it. You should be able to accomplish what you're here to do without it. And, and it may seem crazy or funny to you, but This is what you will read in most of the spiritual teachings out there from older teachers. And it is just crazy to me. But having dealing with dark forces as much as we do a guided light healing, and that is anything from being mad at somebody and then wishing them ill or failure, whatever that is, that sends over energy to them and it creates this dark cloud over their life. And the more you will into it, the more you think about it, the more you are affecting their life. Now, this is different. Source, because of free will, does not, any more than what we had talked about in past episodes, exercise control over our lives or take control out of our hands. But that doesn't mean we can't do it to other people. And and people don't realize this. People are always saying, oh, I have no control over other people's lives. That is completely false. You have a massive impact on people's lives. Let's just talk about the science of this, okay? Being around somebody and being more rooted in your emotions than them, 
you are at least 62% influencing their emotions. If you are rooted in your thoughts and you are really, really connected mentally, emotionally, subconsciously, you have a 92% likelihood that your thoughts are overriding theirs, that your thoughts are in their brain and they are thinking these thoughts are their own. Your actions, okay, whatever your actions are at this time and place and the actions you're talking about, those have a 70% influence over the people you are around. So this idea that you're not, you have no control over affecting another person's life, it is scientifically completely wrong. And it's something to be aware of. And it's the same thing with energies and prayers and things like that. The example I brought up earlier, praying that somebody, the whole, <laughs> the eye for an eye thing, I'm laughing about it because it's it's completely low conscious and low frequency. But that that idea, an eye for an eye, and, and then praying that somebody gets the the, their stumble or their correction for hurting you and, and whatever transpired, again, that is imparting heavy negative energy on them. And it will, as it always does, negatively impact their life, their health, their experiences. Now, with all that being said, going back into this idea of money, money, what it does is it is a platform for you to stand on. If you are any kind of being who should be up in front of other people teaching or leading or carving out a path for the rest of the world to follow, maybe you have some ideas for inventions that are going to make this world better. What it comes down to is if you exercise your abilities, your knowledge into the world, Will you raise consciousness? Will you raise the frequency of the planet? And if the answer is yes, then that means you are a light being who should be on some sort of platform or podium. And the only way you can have that is with wealth. That is what is going to allow people to focus and pay attention to you, to take you seriously. Wealth will give you the means to hire people to help organize your ideas and get them out to more people. Wealth will allow you to create factories and organizations and all these things. And if you are the, the founder, the CEO, the, the starter of this whole process, you, with your amazing ideas, are always going to have the biggest effect on that wealth with regard to that idea. Other people who come in do not have such a heavy hand in this. Going back to the idea that money is a platform and it is what has allowed countries, what has allowed religions to be impactful on the world. The religions with the most money are the biggest religions in the world today. Look at the Catholic Church. It's been estimated to have more than half the world's wealth. I think there was one thing I saw at this one point where they could give some of the treasure to every person on the planet. They'd have enough to do that and everyone would be considered wealthy from that. Now you can see them, they knew this, they knew the power of wealth and this is why they structured so much of their religion around donations and giving and all these other things. And they knew that the greater their wealth grew, the more impact, the more power they would have in the world. But they don't want not just the Catholic Church. <laughs> most, most groups operating from fear are not going to tell you that wealth is what gives them their platform, the, the ability to get out in the world. I mean, talk about a platform today with social media and the internet. I mean, money allows you to advertise. It allows you to reach new people. It allows you to get your high frequency, high conscious ideas out there further to the world. And it, 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 is, it is a law. The more wealth you have, the more people you are going to reach. So the first thing is this whole idea that if you are spiritual, you should not concern yourself with wealth. 
We teach the opposite at God of Light Healing. I have been teaching the opposite forever. And I've been leading by example on this as much as I could. It, when you find out about Guided Light Healing and ask me, you know, what are the goals with it? Where are you now? And where is it going? Most people would kind of fall over when they sort of pick my brain and they find out the, the values that I want Guided Light Healing worth. To me, that it is an over trillion dollar company. And there are reasons for this. There are reasons because... I want to reach and change more than half of the population on the planet. I know based on everything I know, based on talking to source and other beings that know that if we don't achieve that value of wealth as a company, that we won't be successful without it. And I can tell you every year that I've made these leaps and bounds with the money that that we have made through God at Light Healing and what we have, we have an ever greater impact on the world. We expand our platforms and we do nothing but the highest frequency things with it. Again, it always comes down to who is the person wielding it? You know, are they a high frequency light being or are they some fear-based, low conscious person who's acting out of fear? They may seem to be very, very powerful, because again, the more wealth you have, the more power you have in the physical, the more people pay attention, the more people are tuned in and pulled in. But again, it is all dependent on the person who has it. So this idea that wealth is going to make you less spiritual or drop your frequency, I can tell you as a person who sees energy, who can see frequencies and who can measure it on all these different levels, that it is completely false. It is untrue. Now, should every person out there <laughs> take wealth and have a platform and a stage in the world? This is another thing that I want you guys aware of. It's this idea that just because you have wealth, it means you're spiritual and you're, you're in the know and you must be good. Sort of what we talked about before kind of debunks that, but I, I also want to say on another level that is so far from the truth. The idea that if you see somebody, it means they've got it figured out. Somebody who, sorry, if you see somebody who has massive, massive wealth, thinking that they've got it figured out better than you is absolutely false and absolutely wrong. And that's the second thing I wanna get into in a few minutes, but I just wanna really hit home this idea. Do you have any beliefs that you don't need money in this lifetime? I want you to revisit them if you do and, and start to tell yourself it is a non-negotiable. If I have a drive, if I have a want, if I have a need to make this world better than what it was, I am going to need wealth. And not just enough to get by, but I'm going to need crazy amounts of wealth. Because the bigger levels, the 100 millions, the 500 millions, the billions, the more of it you have, the more lives you will change. It is a mathematical formula that has existed since the beginning of time. And anyone who tells you that is not true, they either have been sold that spiritual lie that if you are high frequency, you should not do it, and we know why, or they're in that fear-based place and they don't want competition. They don't want somebody else to gain control and to take away their empire. So go in and ask yourself this question. And if you're feeling like, man, yeah, I mean, I don't need a lot. You do though. And you should shoot for the most infinite levels because it does take a large amount. Look at Apple being a, I believe it's a multi-trillion dollar company right now. Look at their footprint in the world of what they've changed, how they've changed people's lives and how everyone cares what they are doing. Again, it is this thing with wealth that the more you have, the bigger stage you will be on. So now this other thing is, Going back to that question, you know, should everyone be on a platform? No, source designates the leaders and teachers, the older souls who are currently on this planet, 
they are light beings and they are a lot of them decent broadcasters of source information. Now, I also talked about you have to fully, fully heal and get your baggage out of the way before you start communicating on behalf of source and getting sources ideas out there because otherwise our human parts will weigh us down. But this idea that if you have wealth, you should be on a stage or if you have wealth, you have got it all figured out and you were really, really dialed in together. That is another false thing that I want to debunk, especially for all of you uh, spiritually focused, higher frequency people out there listening right now. I, I get this question all the time and it was something I thought years ago, really before my, my, my open conversations with Source really got to the level they did. I, I always asked that question. I was like, man, how come... I know I've worked 10 times harder than they have and, and I've paid my dues and I've done all these things. Why is it that it came so easy for them and they have it all and I am getting my butt handed to me? My wealth goes up and down, up and down over the years. And, and why, like, what is it? Am I working too hard? And that's why I didn't have it. Is it like, it just baffled me for years. Then my intuitive gifts, as they do every year, they, they increased so much that in the previous year, I was like, wow, talk about crawling <laughs> before what I can do now. There was one year where I started to see the world differently. And I'm going to talk about this in later, later episodes. One of the things I did was I kind of broke everything down in this world. And I saw that everything in this world has components or how I like to teach it ingredients. And there are ingredients in everything in life. There are ingredients for love. There are ingredients for sexual draw. There are ingredients for wealth and different kinds of wealth. There are ingredients for successful companies and failure companies. There are ingredients for cancer. There are ingredients for essentially everything on this planet. I explain it as I, I liked Legos growing up. It Think of ingredients is you've got a box of Legos with a picture on it. In order to make that picture, that box has to have every single piece to make that picture. Otherwise, you're going to have a hole <laughs> where you want a wall or some sort of structure. So what I was able to break down with the scientifically precise intuition that I, that I developed over the years was seeing the ingredients of everything on the planet. And that was a game changer. It was a game changer for me in my understanding of things. But more importantly, it was a game changer for my students, my clients, and all the people that I reach through books and media and all these other things. Understanding the world as ingredients will change everything for you. Now, it is a very, very advanced place. I mean, talk about walking and crawling. It's essentially taking a rocket ship when you're at the ingredient level, but it's something that all of you can get to in that understanding. But this idea of ingredients and everything has ingredients, if you are now just hearing about this for the first time, it means you don't have control, conscious control over ingredients. And that makes sense. That is the way it is supposed to be. I know very, very high frequency beings, very, very high conscious beings who don't know anything about ingredients. And it's because of the lack of developed intuition in the history of humanity that nobody has been able to uncover this, to understand earth and this third realm is a programmer. We are all sort of players running around, but when you understand it as a programmer, it is a completely different game to be playing. You can change and do anything you want. So let's go with this idea that you're just now hearing about ingredients, that everything has ingredients, that love, like real, real love between you and a soulmate or soul complement, that is four ingredients. And when you, and I'll, I'll, I'll cover these more in depth and I'll even get into some examples of ingredients of love or something like that in later episodes. 
But when people are in these, say, soul complement dynamics or soul mate dynamics, what happens is they, when the hormones are there, obviously for six to 12 months, things are great. You're in love. And then year two, year three, year four, you've got your ups and downs, your roller coasters. Sometimes you're in love, sometimes you're not. And, and somebody once said, you know, every year, you're not going to love your partner for a few months out of the year. They're not going to love you for a few months out of the year. Pray. And I mean, pray that it doesn't happen at the same time. And I was like, oh my God, that's brilliant. But um, that is now false in, in the understanding of ingredients. When love goes away, it means you are missing one of the, or more of those four ingredients in the amounts that you're supposed to have it. So anyway, we'll, we'll go into that and I will pick some really, really cool ways to explain this. Uh, anything from advertising to if you want $100 million in a bank account, there are ingredients. There are a lot of ingredients. And if you go shopping for them and have them, then you will have whatever that is. But before we get there, I want to go back to this idea that why do people who are less conscious and in the crawling stages of their life, why did they have these vast amounts of wealth? Why were they born into it and all this? Well, this all comes down to the higher self, the spirit self. We had talked about, again, in previous episodes that before a soul gets into the physical run of a lifetime, it has the choice of what it essentially wants to learn. Does it want to learn to love itself in an unlovable state? Does it want to learn to seek love in a lifetime above all else? Does it want to build an incredible life above all else in a lifetime? Souls are constantly picking what they want to accomplish in a lifetime. Now, sometimes, so let's let's go to this example of say there is a higher self, the, the, the pure self, or let's say the whole self <laughs> before we get into the human form is sitting here and it's looking, okay, what, what do I want to learn in this lifetime? Well, I want to learn true purpose. Okay. All right. Great. Well, I've got bazillions of options of what I can take in this lifetime, but I want to choose the one that will guarantee that I find true purpose in life. So finding true purpose, a lot of you out there who have had experience with wealth will say that when you have wealth, it sort of changes things, right? And when you don't have wealth, it definitely fires up things. So let's think about the soul before it gets into the physical form. If it chooses to have no wealth, there is a high, high percentage out of fight or flight that it will be focused on attaining wealth to survive and just really, really working hard to attain wealth. And that drive is a different kind of drive than finding true purpose because Wealth allows us to eat, it allows us to study, it allows us to learn and grow and do all these things, right? Now, this soul, if it comes in not having wealth, it may desire wealth throughout the whole lifetime. That will definitely throw off the, the soul outcome in a lifetime because if the human self gets distracted, yes, it can override a soul's path, a soul's destiny, a soul's ideas. So a lot of times what you guys are witnessing is the soul will go, well, if I have unlimited wealth in this lifetime, will I ever be connected to wealth in a way that I need more of it? Maybe, but probably not. Okay. So if I'm born into a wealthy family and wealth is not my driver throughout this life, man, the likelihood that I find a higher purpose and if I achieve some sort of drive and desire in this life that's not money, the likelihood that that, that is a true embrace 
of a soul cause, a soul path, I am likely to do that. So what you'll see is a lot of souls may be at the very, very young end of the spectrum of souls. And what they're doing is they're choosing a life of wealth so that they can find purpose when money is no object. And that is, a, that is one of the most true forms of finding and embracing a purpose. So I hope you're starting to see that why those out there are who are wealthy don't have it all figured out. What, what they did have was their higher self chose certain ingredients. It chose to be born in a part of the world. It chose to be born with certain parents or they knew the higher selves knew the timelines and everything and how things were going to happen. And because it was born into wealth doesn't mean that it's some light being chosen by source to do this. It's actually very, very rarely I mean, if you look at most people throughout history, well, with the exception of Buddha, most of them don't come from wealth, the ones who come up and change the world. They find out how to harness it so that they can grow it at the levels they need so that they can change the world. But this idea that if you have wealth, you're, you're a much more together in the no soul and more conscious, it's it's typically and mostly the opposite. And the more you struggle with wealth, the less of it you have. That is typical of a of an older soul, of a soul who may go on to change the world if they can figure out how to harness and, and gain wealth. Now, you're probably thinking, why would you want that? Well, we as teachers and trendsetters and, and beings who carve out the path for the rest of the world to follow, we need to know how everything works. We need to have a mastery of over everything or one day it could just all walk away and then we don't know how to get it back. Most higher conscious beings, most older souls, they want to know how every single piece works. Think about a car and the engine breaking down. If you know how to fix one or two things on the engine, you better hope that that's what goes on, that it's either a radiator, if that's what you know how to fix in a water pump or your brakes and that's it. But a person who knows how to fix every single component of a car with the right pieces and, and or MacGyver skills, you can keep that car running forever if you know how to fix every single piece of it, that if it goes down, you can get it back going and performing at its best. That is what higher conscious older souls want to do. They want to understand every part of the process. So just because you don't have wealth right now doesn't mean that you shouldn't be a leader or a teacher, that you're not an older soul. It just means that you want the understanding of how to grow the wealth because hopefully by now you want to grow the wealth because you know that is your podium. That is your platform. That is how you're going to get out in the world and change lives. So have a little bit of wealth, you'll change a few lives. Have 10 times the sum of that wealth, you'll change hundreds or thousands of lives in this lifetime. Have sums times 100 of that, you will change states and countries and large parts of the world. But you can only do this with wealth. And this idea that you guys were all sold on, that it's not important, that it doesn't do much for you, that it makes you a bad person, False, 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 false times 100 <laughs> on any of the other situ situations that we can come up with. It is an amplifier. And, and it does not mean because you don't have it now that you do not have a big purpose. What it means is probably the opposite, that you got to figure out how it works so that you can have it and you can harness it the way Christ did, the way Buddha did, the way Mother Teresa and all these other amazing beings who changed the world it was by having wealth, by having wealth as a backing, because that is where the power of the voice comes from. What I, can, what I encourage a lot of people to do is to develop their intuition. Obviously, it is the key to fulfilling any soul path, life purpose in a lifetime. You can't do it without intuition. I don't care who you work with and how often you do it. You need 
you need minute by minute decisions in order to follow a soul destiny, a soul path. Now, with that being said, when you develop your intuition, I encourage you to do some things. I encourage you to start looking into people with wealth. Okay. Now, I mean, energetically and with your intuitive gifts and start looking in and ask on a spectrum of how old of a soul they are. Then I also want you to start to look into, and again, this is going to take time. It doesn't come overnight. But when you have the ability to look in and ask, what is their soul lesson, soul purpose in this life? Is it to find purpose when wealth is no object? And for most of the people that you find are in that position of having a lot of wealth, either accruing it or having inherited it or being born with it, you're going to find that they are choosing to find purpose when money is not a driver, a determining, uh, a, a force that they follow. Okay. So you'll start to understand. And this is the thing about everything that I, I, I try to impart and pass on and teach is that all of you guys going through the right steps will be able to see and verify this for yourselves. Don't take my word for it. You can even sit down, well, harder to do, but sit down with some of these people and you can hear in their talk the things they struggle with and some struggle with not attaining and achieving who have money and some struggle with finding purpose and meaning in their life and things like that. It's really amazing when you start to dig into this stuff, but not having the wealth to begin with and figuring out how it works and what is the recipe for it that is something that I will help you guys with because that was something I wanted to learn, to master, to do so that I could achieve the unlimited, the unlimited amounts of it and teach everyone else how to do it. And today I have, with my intuitive gifts, been able to break down all the components of how does it work and what is it attracted to and what can be done with it and how does it grow and what are the restraints and all of that stuff. I can explain at the, the, the tiniest of tiny Lego pieces like I was talking before. So what I want to encourage you guys to do this week is ask yourself, what limiting or negative beliefs do I have about wealth? Maybe it's you believe that you'll never have it, that you don't have the right potentials to achieve it, and that you'll never have a lot of it in this lifetime. That was something that you were sold on. That is not the truth. The thing I can tell you is a person who's worked with probably over 100,000 people at this point in my life. I have yet to meet, I've yet to scan any person on the planet and not been able to find that they have the ability to be the best at something in the world, that they didn't choose to come here and do something unique that only they could do in this lifetime. So with that being said, this idea that you just can't earn wealth and you can't get it, you can't figure it out, it's because you're missing information. It has nothing to do with your capabilities. I promise you on this and, and I can help you with this, but we first have to start with changing our beliefs about wealth. We have to start to change the stories that we've been sold on that are keeping us from gaining wealth in this life. We have to start understanding that just because somebody has it does not mean that they are better than us, that they deserve it and we don't. It's always the opposite. And it's understanding that every single great person on the planet, in addition to, had some sort of wealth backing. They had to overcome some insurmountable odds. And I've spent so much of my life going through people's life stories and biographies and, and talking with a lot of amazing people. And that is true. Every single one of them who has achieved remarkable and amazing things had something impossible to overcome. And I would say, if you don't, you're not looking hard enough, <laughs> but if you don't, then 
the the likelihood uh, that this is your lifetime to achieve something great, to change a lot of lives, it may not be. But like I said, every person who sits down with me, I can always, always find that for their lifetime. So this first episode on wealth, and we will do more on this. We will go more deep into this later on. This first episode about wealth is to shatter the limiting ideas that you have about wealth, to shatter the ideas that you are incapable of gaining more of it, that you don't have the qualifications, the skill sets, all of that. It's all innate. You have it all there. It's just secrets and components. I promise you, we're left out. And I promise you, just like an ingredient, just like that box of Legos, if you are missing one piece, you're never going to have that full design, that full picture. And it's the same way with wealth. And those who know some of its secrets, they don't want other people to have it because it means they will be competition for them. They may pull their wealth. And a lot of these secrets have been kept from the spiritual world for the reasons that I talked about. But... A guided light healing, I've uncovered 10 times more than what is out there. And what we do is we freely give them. We look at a person's life, we, we find the missing pieces and we give it. The reason we do this is because every person who's attracted to guided light healing, they are somebody who is here to change lives, here to, in some way, large or small, change the world. And you need wealth to do it. You need to understand every aspect of it and how it works and what the ingredients are of it so that you can have it. And with that, you'll be unstoppable. So this is just the first tiny introduction on wealth. And I want you to the other thing I want you to work on is, is, is the belief that, that if you're spiritual, you shouldn't have it. See if you can rewrite that and go, this makes perfect sense. Yeah, every country, every civilization, every person in the history of the planet who's been successful at changing it has had access to and had the wealth. I need to be one of those people because I believe I have the capability to change lives and change the world. Start with this root to this and that we can work with but i can teach you all the secrets and all the ingredients all of it of wealth and if you don't have that then it will not work for you beliefs are the first it is the foundation of your home and if you've got negative beliefs if you've got opposite beliefs of what you need, they will always derail the ability to build your Lego houses. I guess, think about it, is on like a, if you go to the gym, it's like, I call it the earthquake machine that you stand on. It's, it's for core or whatever it is. <laughs> it's like trying to build a Lego house on there. You put one Lego brick on there, that thing's gonna bounce up and ping me in the forehead or in the eye, <laughs> game over. It's like trying, taking and putting ingredients on one of those platforms. Sure, if you want to be the first in the world to assemble and be in the Guinness Book of World Records, more power to you. But you need a flat, stable foundation. And that's what we're trying to create here. We need to make sure that we don't have any beliefs in the way. Now, if you're worried, do I have you know negative self-doubt about myself and my abilities? That still comes later. It's about changing the beliefs first and going, all right, I, I've been sold a lie on this. I now know I was wrong. This makes perfect sense. I'm going to do and build everything from this place of knowing I need wealth, that I deserve wealth. The reason I don't have it right now is because I want to know every component of how it's built so I can build as much as I need and not stop because there's no more available in the world. I need to make it available and I need to be able to make it available when I want more of that. All right, you guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I love talking about wealth, especially because it came and went for so many of the earlier years of my life. And 
I too was completely misled on it in that you shouldn't have it and all the negative things that we could probably talk for hours and hours on that we've been sold on this. When I figured it out, when I figured out all the components of it, it is the most empowering, fun, amazing thing. You will love it. And more importantly, it will help you guys to fulfill your purposes. So let's start with this for right now. And then next week, we're going to get into more of the spiritual, energetic, scientific laws of the universe, laws that are going to make it much, much easier to accrue wealth and to have amazing lives because the law that we're going to talk about next week will give you control over how people treat you. And it's awesome. It is one of my favorite favorites. And we spend years teaching this at Guided Light Healing to people because of its profound impact. So anyway, again, as always, thank you guys for showing up. Thank you guys for being open and taking this all in. Remember, when information is good, it will not conflict with any of the unlimited information that you guys have. In my experience, most of the things that we are taught are in some way, some form limiting. Everything that I am telling you, you guys, is going to expand your guys' lives. It doesn't say you can't have it says you can have and you can have more and as much as you want. That's the way information should be is it should be without limits. When there is information that you get is limiting, be very, very cautious of it. If it says that I can have this, but you can't be very, very cautious of it and allow this to change your guys' weeks. What I'm looking for is this to make it into your perceptions and to change your perceptions about money, to change your beliefs about money. And from here, we are going to do amazing, amazing things together. So like I was saying, thank you guys for showing up. Thank you guys for being open. Thank you guys for making time for this. Together, we are raising your consciousness and your consciousness will raise the consciousness of the planet. And this is going to be a very, very exciting time. As you guys grow and become your most powerful selves, you guys are going to change tomorrow for sure. All right, you guys. You guys have a great rest of your day, evening, and nights. And I will see you guys back here for another episode in about a week. My name is Alessandro. This is Elevated Consciousness, and I'll see you guys back soon. Take care.